So how are you? Very good. And where are you calling? Where are we talking from? Well, I am in the UK in a place called Teddington, which is on the Thames. It's about 10 or 11 miles from the centre of London. Um, we're in Greater London, as we call it over here. So are you touring right now? I'm touring right now. Yeah, I'm in the middle of a tour. I've got a day off. This is my first day off for a while. Uh, we're doing 31 dates up and down the UK, the longest tour I've ever done in the UK. Because wow. the UK is only a little place compared to where you are. Uh, but it's it's been great to do these shows. And I've got a day off, which is absolutely, absolutely marvellous, frankly. Ah, uh, lovely. Well, I appreciate you talking with us. Uh, thanks for doing this. It's great to talk to you. It's a pleasure. So how has touring been going? How does it feel to be back on the road and back playing in front of your fans? The schedule that we're doing would be punishing for a 19-year-old. Uh, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm far from that, as you know. It's easier because, you know, when I was first touring 50 years ago, and I've been touring now for 50 years, um, what I used to do was uh, I would party every night, you know, and so you wake up every day with a hangover, feeling like death, getting up on stage. Um, but, you know, when you're, when you're a certain, uh, certain age, y you can get away with it and still look fresh. <laughs> Whereas now I have to be extremely observant of bodily limitations. Right. I could play better than I could play then. Uh, but I can't party as hard as I used to. And, um, and maybe it's just as well, frankly. Um, and tell us about your shows. What can fans expect when they come to one of your shows? Well, at the moment, what we're doing is um, before lockdown, we advertised we were going to do the whole of Seconds Out. Uh, Genesis album, 1977, an album that Cherry picked across the whole of the band's history up to that point. So it's the pre-Genesis MTV era that I'm, I'm playing. That which fans refer to as classic Genesis rather than Jurassic Genesis, uh, the days when uh, Peter Gabriel was the lead singer. Yep. And then a couple of albums where uh, Phil Collins became the lead singer for the first time of the band. So um, he'd been singing lead with the band for two years at that point. And then we did Seconds Out was the live album. The album that I chose was going to be my 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 swan song with the band so i i i basically left um as that album was was being mixed um i was extremely um concerned about doing solo work working with other other people other than um other than genesis brilliant though they were um it was becoming extremely restricting and I, I i wasn't allowed to have a a a parallel solo career tony and mike were extremely against that um and um but nonetheless you know you you you, you um you can't keep a good man down my allegiance is to music rather than any one particular flag or band um i i have to i have to go where my my muse points me and um you know whether that's rock and roll or whether it's 
stuff that's classically inspired acoustic guitar or electric guitar you know so somewhere between jazz rock and 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 classical i guess you might say somewhere between hendrix meets segovia you think about a, a blues all all of the sonic developments that really happened within rock guitar happened around blues blues was the stamping ground of that that was where where um blues got to cut its teeth and guitars learned to scream but then there was the world of harmony that had really come out of folk music and classical music and and all the rest and and, and jazzers and suddenly it all came together sometime in the 1960s people realized that the shackles were off and that you could do anything you could do anything in rock at that time no one was producing hit singles no one was particularly um interested in having hit singles uh, at, at that time musicians were were making albums the era of led zeppelin of pink floyd etc you know these were not uh you know bands that you went to uh to find to find a hit single so you know subsequently of course classic rock radio will take a song like you know something of pink floyd from dark side of the moon or whatever it is or, or uh, another brick in the wall and these things have, have never needed to be hit singles they're just iconically a great within themselves um and so they become these tracks become more famous than, than uh, singles everyone else is lining up to get their hit single and a certain point in the in, in in the 1980s to be mtv friendly enough and i think unfortunately genesis tended to sort of sacrifice their creativity on the altar of um mtv friendly work at the expense of um the 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 the, the acceptable odyssey that was the album um, albums in themselves were, 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 were game changers. The point where the, the Beatles became truly interesting, suddenly music had, had changed. There, were, there was a sort of emphasis on, on things other than, you know, four mop tops uh, doing something that was going to please in, in two or two and a half minutes. You know, by the time you've got Sgt. Pepper, uh, the album is the single. There's no longer any, any distinction. At that point, I think you know perhaps it, it it moved on. By the time you could embrace albums like a kind of lifestyle, you, you had Carol King with Tapestry. Um, I know I'm going back a long way. If if you spent a lifetime in music, as I have, uh, not just my pre professional lifetime, but but you know 20 years before that, while I was you know, waiting in the wings and struggling to get out of the cot. Um, uh, music was always hugely important to me, whether it was listening to Mario Lanza singing the drinking song from the student prince or um, or listening to Gluck. Um, I, di I didn't really sort of, uh, there was no distinction between uh, what was classical and what was, 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 was pop music at the time. All, all these eras had their constraints, you know, but I'll go back to Baroque music and find it very liberating and and think of it as as uh, extraordinarily romantic in a time when they were forced to do their their hit singles perhaps you know where the, the metronome tended to rule the roost but 
hey, you know, music's on 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 the change, and and every now and again, it you know, it, it bites through chains and and um, shakes off the shackles, and something new will come along that isn't necessarily all built on a on a winning smile. But um, I think music ought to be challenging. Um, yeah, I, perhaps music should be a, a, a kind of compelling hunchback of Notre, not, not, Notre Dame, perhaps. Um, that's how I, I, I basically see it. You know, that you can have music that's, you know, both ugly, but at the same time um, winning. That, that's how I see it. I, 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 I'm ambitious for music itself to um, to win the day. Um, it's lovely, yeah, obviously, you know, uh, when, it's, when it's young guys who are, who are as beautiful as, as the young Elvis, Elvis and all that, you know, that's something that's always going to engage an audience. But the beauty of music itself, you know, if I could talk to Socrates about this, maybe he'd, he'd understand what I'm talking about. Are there any uh, musicians that you currently like today? Yeah, I, I, I love the work of Joe Bonamassa reinvigorating, reinventing the blues uh, because he can, you know, waltz in and out of what's traditional with uh, with the other stuff. I mean, it's it's not romantic, but it's extraordinarily uh, inventive. So the Brits have all embraced him to the degree where we sort of think of him as the, as, as the new Hendrix. Uh, you know, he's an American who isn't making waves in America as much as making waves in Britain. But, you know, but to have the Jimi Hendrix effect, of course, the goalposts have shifted since then, but but it's but it's no less engaging in uh, so many ways. And I, I've met him a couple of times and uh, complimented him on his work. And he's done a little bit of a, a reinterpretation of a Genesis riff from time to time. I, I like his work. I, I befriended, you know, one of the guys from uh, from Elbow, another British British band, which is uh, a very interesting guy, Garvey, who's become as much as uh, of a presenter on uh, a TV and radio as as he has as as a kind of band leader. Um, interesting work, uh, the seldom seen kid. Very interesting album. Uh, so you know, I, I guess you know that there's one American and, and there's one Brit, but mm -hmm. they seem to have an overview of everything. I mean, there's a very young picture. Of Joe Bonamassa sitting there with BB King, I think Joe was about eight years old, and BB King's sort of, uh -huh. you know, showing him a lick or two on, on guitar, and you get the feeling of uh, there's the uh, candle being handed over. Any other guitar heroes? You know, well, actually, Segovia. I always loved the way Segovia played, and um, so you know, out, out of the, the classical repertoire. Uh, you've got Segovia, there's Paco de Lucia, there's Paco Pena, you know, uh, Flamenco. Um, it goes right back to Hank Marvin with me, Hank Marvin with the shadows. Uh, I'm, I, I will always be influenced by, by other other guitarists. Uh, terrible to see the passing of Eddie Van Halen and also Peter Green. Peter, of course, with early Fleetwood back and, and, and before that, uh, John Mayles Bluesbreakers. I used to go and see Peter playing um sometimes once every two weeks every fortnight i i would go and see him play and um what a brilliant sound and, and, and approach that he had at that time before he became 
um, a pop star in a way. I don't think he wanted to be that. At the end of the day, you know, there are guys who can really do it, and, and there's others that, that, that um, you know, might appear to have all the credentials, but but are players going to go out of their way and, and go and see them and watch them? Our answer is probably no. I'm interested in a lot of other players, that's for sure. Uh, many of them are no longer young or even with us in this world. But. Uh, well, tell us about your new record. The latest album is called um, Surrender of Silence. Um, it's a very unromantic record. It's the second studio album I've, I've released in the past year. Um, first of all, I did an album called Under a Mediterranean Sky, which was basically all nylon guitar, all acoustic, all very gentle stuff. It's not a, attempting to be modern in any sense of the word, but it is cinematic and, and, and romantic and, and all the rest. And um, I just, when I do an acoustic album, I just try and make it as beautiful as possible. Uh, um, that's it. So, you know, when I first started doing acoustic albums, I tried to do stuff that was perfect for siestas. The idea that you might just drift off with this stuff with a glass of wine. And, and that was enough for me. It didn't have to be technique based. Um, then as I started to do more and more shows again um, after a, a, um, you know, a hiatus of, of, of some seven years or so, the music business was reorganizing itself. At the point when artists started to have their own labels and people started to get interested once again in, in, in you know, what was what was good about progressive stuff. Once you reach your your, your uh, mid thirties, something starts to happen. You know, you're you're no longer pop star material. Something else, something takes over, and it brings you back to what engaged you in in the first place. So the music itself is the star. I am not the star. I've got nothing to do with it whatsoever. Any music that I've done over the course of my lifetime, whether it's with Genesis or GTR or stuff on my own, whether it charts or not, not. I think really what I'm, I'm working towards is the idea of of legacy and and heritage and all the rest. And um, I think of you know a, a lot of classical composers who had you know a terrible time in 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 their in the course of their own lifetimes. I, I guess it's the Van Gogh effect, you know, it's it's the romantic artist thing, isn't it? It's like, what are yeah. you making it for? Are you trying to do it, you know, try and fit in with today's current formats or are you involved in a game changing thing that, that at the end of the day, you know, like, oh, forget who this guy is and what he looks like, what he dances like, what his trousers are like, you know, whether he's got hair or not. And the truth is that it's all about, you know, what was the quality of the work? Does the quality of the work survive its um, uh, the time that you're that you're born in? So luckily, I'm I'm able to kind of um, tap dance between the two. I'm still around. Um, I'm still doing shows. Very happy to do that. Very proud of doing that. Um, uh, but uh, you know, I, I I don't want to spend my life trying to write songs. In, in the hope that Celine Dion might might like it or um, and and record it, I I don't want to play the game. I don't I don't really care whether Beyonce decides that she wants to become <laughs> dance version of what what I've done or, or or any current crop of of musicians because I I find it very you know driven by all sorts of other 
considerations. The perfect song is the perfect perfume ad, the perfect length of skirt, how the highlights in the hair are set, etc. And doesn't she dance well and all the rest? Great voice, but I, I haven't heard a single song that I would think is, is worthy of the power of the voice that she's got. You know, non-compliance is where we should be headed because if we don't start the revolution, we lose the world to fire, blood, famine, all the rest. We need the protest songs. We need so much more than just going along with it and being wonderful and getting a diamond put in your teeth and all the rest of this. You know, <laughs> you've got to be more than just the image. For me to listen, maybe there are you know, other listeners and all the rest, that's fine for them, but I want, I want so much more from music that, that should be vital and could literally save the planet at the moment. So what's next for you? Is there any, anything else you're going to do on, on that? On that note? Yeah, yeah. whilst I was busy saving the planet, he said, <laughs> of irony. Uh, so, yeah, there are songs on Surrender of Silence that address climate change, uh, poverty, all the rest. And for all those who are getting turned off by that, I would say, well, yeah, OK, yeah, you could say my, my job was to entertain. Uh, but at the same time, um, the most entertaining music I found were the ones that had engaging melodies with um, interesting messages. Mm -hmm. um, the young Bob Dylan take note, blowing in the wind. Has anyone done anything that great since then? And Eleanor Rigby, um, courtesy of the Beatles circa 1965-66. Uh, so I want rather more from music than just everyone to come up with um, Hey, the next hit, here we go. It goes boom, 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 boom. You know, I, I want so much more than that from music. Um, and, and yet, will we get it from this era? All I can say is that I'm trying my very best to deliver the kind of music that I want to hear from other people. And I don't quite hear from other people. You have a book out too, right? Yeah. Uh, the book is called A Genesis in My Bed. The book is an autobiography. It's as honest as I could possibly make it. I grew up in the 1950s and their music was around in, in the 1960s when I was a teenager trying to break into the uh, uh, the music business. And then by the time I was 20, I met Genesis. And then it's a whole lot about what Genesis was all about. You know, this obscure band that played clubs and colleges and became a sort of, you know, a world... Um, a world-class act and um, uh, I think we were very unlikely movers and shakers frankly. Yeah. yeah. We used to think we were very lucky to have gotten in you know, just in time perhaps when music was on on the change. Uh, we, we, were, we were very lucky. We were lucky to be able to indulge our passions I think. Do you still see the guys? You know, I would love to say that I do. Um, the honest thing is, I, I, I last saw Peter Gabriel about two years ago, uh, before lockdown, of course, you know, because we've all been in hibernation. In a sense, I haven't been able to see any of their live shows because I'm touring at exactly the same time they are touring in yeah. the UK. And uh, they're doing rather less shows in rather larger venues, but we're probably playing to the same amount of people. I'm doing 31 shows. The biggest tour I've ever done up and down the UK. 
uh, and they're playing arenas, you know, but I gave up arenas. I, I, I got tired of playing places where um, the sound was terrible every night and it all just sounded like, you know, like you were playing in, in, a, in Paddington Station or like in lane number one, boom, it's okay. You know, the reverb is, is, is louder than the note. Anytime anyone does anything on drums, it's going, you know, you cannot play. Um, you can't play a precise music like that. And I thought, to hell with this. Um, I like the sound of theatres, where I think the sound is is at its best. Rock Hall of Fame, did that mean anything to you? Yeah, it did. I think it's a great institution. Um, uh, I love the fact that it's, um, it's that, that you guys, the Americans, you know, have instituted this thing which not only celebrates current artists but classic artists from way back it's not ageist and it also celebrates the writers the brains behind the songs that we grew up with as adolescents thinking about and then she kissed me or i kissed her and you know it's 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 like back to the days of the first party i went to and i put a, my arm around a girl and she didn't run away yeah you know the song that addresses that and the writers that wrote that stuff um for me it's hugely important that that adolescence is celebrated as well as old gits like myself and your wife has written a couple of lyrics for you is that true uh, yeah much more than that yeah she's written oh. quite a few um i i do write on my own but i also write with her and uh, there's no separation between the two um and to be honest i only do stuff that, that she approves of anyway <laughs> i've empowered her to that degree because i know that she is very very passionate about music and she grew up learning the violin as a child and inventing melodies and um various things she came from a very musical family her father played violin her grandfather violin um and um, she always felt that growing up listening to classical music that she could imagine films being made to this music and in, indeed she made films when 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 she grew up and we've done films and books and things together um and um she's a, a very very artistic self-deprecating person mm -hmm. you know if, if if i said she was a genius she would get embarrassed but she is so oh. if you like anything that i've done it's been with her guiding hand and her love and she is quite wonderful and any ladies out there who are listening do not be threatened by by that um i think that you know a woman's influence can be extraordinary and uh, extraordinarily positive can be also also extraordinarily destructive but um, women i think really do have the uh, the upper hand because they have the intuition that we as men and boys very much like i'll make sure to tell my husband that <laughs> Indeed. yeah just, just just showing this and um <laughs> hey that guy you know he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about you know <laughs> <laughs> well steve what a, it's been an honor and a pleasure to speak with you Lovely, um, thank you thank you so much for taking the time and good luck with yeah. the rest of the tour stay Great. well stay healthy and uh, get jabbed wear a mask don't die <laughs> we love you. We love you. Okay. Love you too, Steve. Keep okay, on. What are you doing? All the best. Thank you. Ciao. Thank you.